NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's presented by MyBookie.ag. Winning season continues at MyBookie, and they're now offering a free $20 bet with the promo code SGP20. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP20, to get a free $20 bet with your first deposit. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. And finally, we're brought to you by Sean Green. Sean Green's latest comedy album, This Loss Hurts Us All, is now available everywhere. iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, and wherever you get your comedy. And welcome to NBA Gambling Podcast. It is our first show of season two, I'm calling it, because it's the off-season now. A very brief off-season. We'll get into talking all about that. But I am now joined by Zach Broner, my co-host. I don't even know if I said my name. I'm Ryan Rich Fat Baby McKee. I'm already rusty. We've been off for two weeks. Zach How's it going? It's going great. Uh, I'm glad to be back. And yeah, definitely uh, it's season two. Got to refresh all the intros, bring in hopefully a lot of new fans. And um, yeah, I'm excited to get back to podcasting. I know we have some good plans for some more long-term evergreen type shows like we're doing today with top 10 players in the NBA. So it should be really fun to get into it. And, you know, there's also some news. The news cycle never stops. So Glad to be back and looking forward to getting into it. Absolutely. It has been two weeks since we spoke, since the NBA season has been over. It feels like forever. I thought we were going to have more off-season to really dig into some of these evergreen pods. Uh, But the news has broken that they're looking at a December 21st, 22nd restart. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think there's been a little bit of a leverage game going on in the media because it seems clear that the players don't want to come back that soon and the owners are looking to get back on the normal schedule prioritizing a full an economically full season the the year at the season after um it's going to be interesting to see how i i don't necessarily i I have a hard time seeing the players going for this just because of an end I could be mistaken on if it's if it's solidified or not, but I feel like the players asserted so much power um, with regard to the bubble and everything that was going on there. I don't think that they'll be um, amenable to coming back so soon. I, I mean, it's it's going to be really interesting because it seems clear that the NBA wants to get back onto the October to June timeline, um, and you have the also the Olympics next summer factoring in. So it does seem like there's. A, a lot of good reasons to sort of press in so quick, but yeah, the off season will be very brief if we end up starting then, which will be training camp opening December 1st. That's four weeks away. 
I've already seen stories come out with LeBron and Danny Green saying they won't start at the beginning if they start that early just because uh, they'll have no offseason to speak of. I, I, I was really surprised when that news came out because I was just figured it would be Martin Luther King Jr. Day at the you know, as at the earliest, maybe even into February, then I read the NBA would be losing like $500 million or something like that if they don't start right before Christmas as opposed to starting on MLK Day. So right there, I guess, you know, it's going to be a money play. Yeah, it's going to be a money play. I mean, it's just so, and not to, I, I don't want to get into this too much, but it's so crazy that this virus just never ending because I, I don't, I personally don't see the possibility of there being fans like, or a lot of fans in any arenas next year. So Obviously, they they have a lot of smart people making the money decisions, like you said. Um, although I I do think it's a little bit like I I I hope they wait long enough so that next season isn't also like marred by COVID. If that makes sense, I mean it obviously will be in some way, but you want this season to feel as normal as possible. And if they rush back, um, if they rush back with a tiny off season and play a small amount of games, then it's like. And not that I don't believe there was an asterisk on this Lakers title, but it's another season that's a little bit asterisky in terms of just the context of how it went down. So obviously, you know, you want basketball, but it's very interesting. And obviously, every sports league is dealing with these questions. I mean, you saw that baseball, they had a great, absolutely crazy story last night with Justin Turner being positive, but. But they're in debt as a league, and they're trying to figure out labor negotiations. So there's so many moving parts that we're not privy to, but it'll be very interesting to see what happens. Yes, so if they do start at the proposed date, certainly we won't be able to do as many kind of evergreen pods because this is an NBA gambling podcast, not like your dad's uh, NBA podcast where we sit around navel-gazing. We are all about numbers and plays, so... You know, looking at our schedule going forward, we're doing the top 10 players today from last season, just last season. So we're not including Steph Curry and KD and Kyrie. Next week, we'll probably go into breakout players for 2021. So you guys can start thinking about any player, you know, season long player props, fantasy guys you might want to pick up. Uh, We got this question because uh, one person on our Slack wants you know, he's into NBA trading cards and wants to look at some cards to invest in. So we'll talk about that next week. And then we'll pretty much just have to dive into like heavy NBA draft stuff for, uh, uh, you know, at least uh, two, three, four pods. And then it'll be free agency season. And then before you know it, we'll be having to talk fantasy basketball draft, season win totals, futures. I mean, it's, it sounds crazy because I definitely thought we were going to have some more time to catch up. Look, it's going to be fun, and we'll obviously um, enjoy. I'm not. Enjoy I shouldn't complain. I'm not complaining. It. I'm not complaining. But <laughs> I'm complaining a yeah. little bit. I I thought I'd have more off season. <laughs> no, yeah, me too. And and there's no doubt about it. And that and that's kind of what I was saying. The lack of an off season gives you less time to sort of fully appreciate what's happening with the machinations of the league. But yeah, definitely going to be. I mean, look, the number one pick. No, it's going to be fun to bet on that. You know, there it's going to be fun to. Uh, uh, you know, look at early season win totals with all the, with all this stuff moving around. So uh, stay tuned. And I know we're going to start off our preseason betting today with a little bit of a look at the NBA MVP odds. So yep. I don't know. Do you want to talk about Daryl Morey first? Well, let's let's jump into the 
MVP winner 2021 odds. We'll talk through that and then we'll get into any news items uh, that we'll jump into. But hey, it's NBA gambling pod. So we definitely need to talk about some odds. Uh, Giannis and Luca leading the way at plus 600 each. Then we have Anthony Davis at plus 700 and LeBron is seven plus 700. They're tied there. Then we got Curry 10 to 1, Kawhi 12 to 1. Uh, Kevin Durant, 16 to 1. Butler, 20 to 1. Harden, 20 to 1. The Joker, 20 to 1. Damian Lillard, 20 to 1. Jason Tatum, 20 to 1. And then it gets into Joel Embiid at 40 to 1. Uh, Kyrie, 40 to 1. Paul George, 50 to 1. Donovan Mitchell, 50 to 1. My boy, Devin Booker at 60 to 1, who uh, nobody should be taking that bet because apparently he's dating a Kardashian now, but maybe we get into that more in the news section. Did I read any that entice you like the, i think people are going to be looking for somewhere to turn other than Giannis, lebron and harden because it feels like those guys have been like the core of the conversation now for at least a at least a few years i guess steph curry has kind of faded out of that conversation but yeah for i think for me if you're looking for like value i think you're looking for guy who has a and, and we're going to talk about breakout players i think next time we pod but guy who is in a good situation to be the clear best guy on his team on a team that you think is going to like surprise people and shoot up the standing. So in that, in that like shorter tier that we were talking about, I definitely like Jokic 20 to one. And I like Jason Tatum 20 to one. I think those guys are both like a step away from that fully emergent. Like your team is a top two seed in this conference and you're the clear best player on a team. So like, I could see Tatum having that type of year. Obviously, Jokic has proven he can have that type of year. So those two definitely stood out to me in the in the like shorter type of that range. And then along the, along the same lines, a few other ones that stood out to me. I thought Trey Young eighty to one. What? <laughs> I, I know that might be somewhat of a hot. I'm not a big Trey. There's <laughs> no way they're going to have an MVP coming from a team as bad as the Hawks but 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 I think the Hawks could surprise some people potentially shoot up the rank and it's 80 to 1 for a reason but like I could see him putting ridiculous numbers on an upstart Hawks team they're talking about trying to get Gordon Hayward trying to make the playoffs this year so that's one I could consider and I guess if that's your reaction to that I know how you react to this but Carl Anthony Towns 100 to 1 similarly looks like they're trying to make a win now move to compete this year and I could see him having a huge year, but MVP is hard for me to bet on. I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way. MVP is tough to bet on. Uh, I don't agree with either of those takes, especially Cat being in the West. I mean, I don't even, I, I don't even see a world where the T Wolves are making the playoffs, let alone him playing well enough to really get into the MVP conversation. But hey, you know, we've been surprised in the past, so maybe uh, if you're if you're talking about Big long shots. I I would go somewhere along the lines of, I mean, is it is it crazy to think at Pascal Siakam an eighty to one? I mean, I know he really disappointed in the playoffs, but he was in the MVP conversation prior to that during the regular season. Yeah, it's. I mean, the, I think those are all kind of similar. Pascal definitely is a, is, a, is a good look because he was really that good in the regular season. I know, like we're judging about the playoffs, but. We've seen with a guy like Giannis, you can cleanse your playoff narratives temporarily while by having a great regular season on a good team. Anthony Davis might be the only the only favorite that I that I would consider like that right now, just because the narrative seems to be aligning so perfectly for like 
LeBron passes the baton to AD and he becomes the best player on the Lakers and they form a dynasty. That that narrative kind of makes sense to me. I get that narrative, but that was kind of the narrative that people were talking about last season. And LeBron has shown no intention of passing the baton. I mean, he he already was setting up the narrative once Giannis won last year, for last year, just recently, uh, for him not getting enough first place votes. So I, th- I think LeBron is already setting the table for a narrative where he's going to argue himself into the full season. I, again, I know that the conversation is that LeBron takes a lot of nights off on defense and stuff like that to save his body for the for the playoffs, but he still plays as many minutes or more than most of the stars at 35 years old. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and that's a good point because also when you consider the, how the MVP race usually goes, LeBron and AD could cannibalize each other's votes for sure um, mm-hmm. and like kind of hurt each other's candidacy. So I, I, and I do want to say, I mean, I would love to see a yes-no prop on Giannis because at plus 600 you might get like not that psycho of a line the other way. I think there is no way that the voters go for Giannis this year. Oh, I agree. He needs a ring to like make any difference to the way, the way people perceive him from from now on. I mean, he's done it in the regular season, and now the full onus is on him to do it in the playoffs. So there is, in my opinion, no chance Giannis wins the MVP. So Luca at six to one, and I'm looking forward to seeing how high you have him on your top ten players list. That's definitely one that I could see happening, even though that's probably an insane price to pay on the MVP market. I was going to say I liked. Luca as a pick until I saw the odds plus 600 to be at the same odds as Giannis I just think that's way too high of the odds you know to be at the to be at the same odds as the guy who's won it the last two years just doesn't make sense to me I love the narrative for Luca and he would I think if he wins it I think he would beat Derrick Rose by like a, I don't know a matter of days to be the youngest MVP ever yeah yeah I, I mean yeah six 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 to one's a bad price but I could see him winning this more like you just go down the line from there. I mean, Steph, I, I could see that narrative w- with him sort of, if he has an amazing year reclaiming oh, it, absolutely. 10 to 1 still feels a little rich. But Kawhi, don't really see that. KD, maybe. <laughs> I think KD I think KD and Steph have the same narrative, right? Everybody wants them to yeah. bounce back and have a great season. Obviously, KD has a worse injury than Steph, so it's going to be harder for him to bounce back. But everybody's going to want them to succeed. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's true actually. So if you if, if you had if you had to fire three plays at this board, what, what, what would be your three favorite? That is a great way to sum it up. Okay, I'm gonna go with LeBron at plus seven hundred, AD at plus seven hundred, and I would go with Curry at plus or at ten to one, rather than KD, Giannis, or Luca. Yeah. Yeah, Luca and Steph as my like favorite favorites, and then and Jokic and Tatum as my mid favorites. And I know I'm going more than three here, but I couldn't resist. I- I'm going to take the shot with Trey Young, eighty to one. <laughs> okay, uh, let's just take a quick break right now. So if you want to put any money on these MVP futures, you need to go over to our presenting sponsor, mybookie.ag because winning season is in full swing and it is your chance to win big. Hey, there is no sweeter feeling than watching your team storm back in the fourth quarter to win a game and put cash in your pocket. You know, you know, we're all NBA 
A gamblers here, but when the NBA is not going, we got to put money on something, and I'm putting plenty on the NFL this season. How about you, Zach? Yeah, I've been, I've been getting a little bit of NFL. I, I usually, I and shout out to the SGP guys. They have the pregame periscope. I usually look for their top two or three plays. If, if I have lock agreement, then I'll get it on the NFL. That's basically the extent of me. Yeah, and you do a lot of golf. I'm sure you're looking forward to the Masters coming up. If you want to get on on that Masters action as well, make sure to join at mybookie.ag and use promo code SGP20. You can grab a free $20 wager with your first deposit to bet on anything you want in the sportsbook. That's right. MyBookie is giving you a chance to make your first ever bet a winning one, and it's on the house. So nothing beats nfl action and golf and well the world series just ended but you know other sports coming up uh nothing beats it except for free money so join now and take advantage don't even think about it head over to my bookie now and get your stake in the game exclusively at my bookie okay so getting into the news what do you want to hit first you want to talk daryl morey i think we got to talk daryl morey and i'm glad that we timed up this podcast perfectly to have a woge bomb um right in front of us um instant reaction it's it's a good hire because i do have a lot of respect for daryl morey i like what he built in houston but very weird situation with the style conflict between him between morey and Embiid and simmons and morey and doc rivers also reporting that elton brand is going to stay on um as the gm with with morey serving as a president of basketball ops so they're, they're bringing in a big name. It'll be interesting to see how it works out and how much influence he'll have over this team because my gut reaction, and, and we there's no way to really know, but I don't think Maury would be a fan of the style that the Sixers played in last year, and that had to do a lot with personnel. So does this lend him the trade at Peter Simmons this offseason? I mean, I, I might I honestly think so, but what did you, what did you think of it? I, I love Devin Morey as a GM. I think it's trash what they're doing with this system because no. to keep on Elton Brand and then bring in Devin Morey, like their two systems seem to butt heads immediately. You know, I, I think of Elton Brand as more of kind of an old school uh, basketball thinker, and maybe I'm wrong on that. That's just my perception of him. And then to add Doc Rivers into the mix, who he's used to also being having GM responsibilities while being a coach. It's a classic too many cooks in the kitchen, man. Yeah, no, because I, I, that, that's the thing. Like, Doc Rivers, because I, I feel like in that in that front office, and this is not sourced, obviously, but Elton Brand seems like he's kind of like a figurehead, and he, like, represents kind of the culture of the Philadelphia organization, if that makes sense. I mean, he played in that city, obviously. Like, he seems to be, like, a carrier of the torch. And I thought Doc Rivers was going to come in and be very influential in that front office. Um you know, you don't hire a guy like Doc Rivers who carries as much weight as any coach in the NBA these days. Two weeks later, you basically hire the GM version of Doc Rivers in terms of him. I mean, Daryl Morey is the most famous GM in the NBA, or or, or at least one one of the top top few hands. So, you know, there is, I guess, a little bit of. I saw Woj put out a follow up tweet, kind of trying to massage those concerns, saying that Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey have worked together in the past. Um, I mean, I, I, I think these guys are smart enough to figure it out, but there are a lot of conflicts of interest that seems off the cuff. Talking about preseason future bets, I'm going to, unless something changes or whatever, I am going to fade the 76ers hard. I feel like they need a clear voice to come in and figure out the bullshit between Simmons and Embiid 
And right now, they're just muddying the waters. Yeah, that that's actually such a good point because they, they need to, like, figure out what the fuck is going on. And I feel like Daryl Morey's presence adds so much uncertainty to that situation. Joel and Pete and Ben Simmons, I mean, what, what are they thinking right now? Like, they're think they're literally the opposite tandem of a, of a CP3 and Harden or a Russ and Harden. Um, and that's what that's what Daryl Morey built around in Houston. Those guys are probably both a little bit, I mean, at, at best confused. Um, so it, it'll be very interesting to They're see where this confused and probably confused and probably worried about being traded because the thing about Derek Moore is he's shown that unless you're James Harden level, nobody is safe. He'll trade anybody yeah. if the price yeah. is right. And, but and then and then the other thing is like if you're Derek Moore, will he have the wherewithal to execute his vision for this team, or will they say, oh, I mean, did he go there on the condition that he wasn't going to trade and beat or Simmons? I mean, I, I, it doesn't seem like they're the, they're the kind of team that would want to blow that up right away, but bringing in Maury um, kind of leads to that. Um, but yeah, definitely a very ballsy hire at this stage. Like, especially like you said, if we have four weeks till the season starts, I mean, are we mm-hmm. going to see some, some moves involving the Sixers um, in the next month? That could be, that could be awesome to follow from a, from a drama perspective, but I think both of us seem to, off, off the cuff, definitely a little bit weirded out by the hire. Uh, is there any other news items you want to hit today before we get into our top 10? We'll, we'll have plenty of time to talk about the draft and free agency. So why don't we, I think we can move on and then we'll, we'll loop back to all this, you know, who are the Warriors taking, all the smoke screens teams are putting out. We, we'll definitely cover that uh, as we lead up to the draft. Yeah, it, but it, it certainly is. A, it will be an interesting season with a lot of, not a lot of, but a, a variety of old school coaches and more analytics-driven coaches. So uh, it, uh, that always just sets up for fun things to argue about. The Van Gundys both possibly being back. And, you know, we got, we got Steve Nash in, in, in Brooklyn. And Billy Donovan has gone to the Bulls. And Ty Lu is with the Clippers. It, it'll be really interesting to see where all this shakes out. Yeah, Steve Nash. I mean, that is going to be nuts. Amari Stoudemire joining Steve Nash's staff uh, is crazy. Um, you got you have a Nick Nurse disciple in Indiana now. Um, yeah, there's just been so there's been so much. Uh, okay, so before we get into our top ten players of 2020, just wanted to tell you guys real quick about a new sponsor we have right now. It's Thrive Fantasy. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Okay, we had a really fun free roll with uh, Thrive Fantasy last. Thursday night football with all the SGPN listeners. Uh, you know, they give away $1,000 to the Eagles versus the Giants Thursday night game. It was real fun. A lot of guys got into it. So if you're not already, make sure to go over to thrivefantasy.com or go to the App Store and download Thrive Fantasy app and, and start using it. You, you can get a, uh, they have over. $50,000 in guaranteed prizes every week. They've awarded $1.6 million in cash prizes. If you use the promo code SGP, when you sign up, you receive an instant match of $50 on your first deposit. So download Thrive Fantasy on App Store or Play Store by visiting their website, thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today. And don't forget to use promo code SGP. So, Zach and I have not seen each other's top 10 lists uh, again, this is not just our overall top 10 list. This is just the guys who played in 
2020 and had good 2020 seasons. This is just ranking who we think had the best seasons last season. Quickly, wanted to read out some top 10 lists from our NBA Slack. If you're not already involved, make sure to check out our Slack at sg.pn slash Slack. Josh Baker, he wrote us with uh, LeBron number one, AD number two, Giannis number three, Luka number four, Kawhi number five, Jokic number six, Harden number seven, and B number eight, Lillard number nine, Butler number 10. Uh, Munaf wrote us as well. Uh, he's a lot of similar spots, but he included Jamal Murray at number eight, which I think is interesting, and Chris Paul at number 10, which was actually one I was wrestling with. Uh, and Papa Kamas, he has uh, Donovan Mitchell in his eighth spot. So I think we, we talked about this beforehand. We're going to start with our number one player and work up to number 10. Because I think there's going to be a lot more variance in the later picks than there are in, in the first five or so between Zach and I. So what do you think, Zach? Anything you want to say before we get started? I think definitely just in terms of a criteria, I think I weighted, I weighted the playoffs like pretty substantially. Um, and that's just kind of how I look at who the best players are. So our criteria, what, what, did, did you use a similar criteria or, or how did you think about regular season versus playoffs? I, I weighed the regular season and playoffs fairly equally. Okay. Uh, I mean, depending on the player, because certainly Jimmy Butler showed me so much in the playoffs. It did, I, you know, I don't want to you know, give away my list, but it did boost him than if I was ranking these at the end of the regular season. Yeah, I think, and I d- definitely think if we if we did this four months ago, prior to after the during the hiatus, I think these lists would probably look a little different. And you look at guys like Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell who worked their way onto people's lists in the Slack. I, I won't comment if either of those guys are on my list yet, but um, those are guys who definitely improved their stock in the bubble in the, in the playoffs as well. Absolutely. And again, if we had done this during the pandemic, uh, when, when the when it was on hiatus, I would have had Giannis number one. I don't have Giannis number one now. Yeah. And you can guess I, I definitely do not have Giannis number one. I, 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 sh- I showed some shade to yeah. Giannis, but let's get into it. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first. I mean, I'm everybody on the Slack who answered had LeBron James number one. I am no different. He had an amazing regular season, amazing playoffs. His numbers for, uh, you know, his numbers are just as good as they've ever been at 35 years old. Moving positions and being the main point guard at 35 years old, you just never have seen that in the NBA before. Leading the league in assists. And he won the championship and the, uh, you know, he w- and the championship MVP. I don't know how much there is to argue about with that. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'll add is what separated him from the guys behind him in my, in my list and what made him better than all those guys was just the consistency, the longevity, the every single night you're basically getting 28, eight and eight in the playoffs. I mean, just his team never had an off night and winning the title obviously is is the ultimate sign of that. They kind of outlasted. He basically outlasted every other one of these stars. Um, and yeah, he was the best player in the NBA this year. I'll go to my number two, and and I and I and this is I think where you start to see a bunch of variants, obviously. Um, but I, I went with Kawhi number two. Um, I know he had he. Had, 
I, wow. I know he had a a rough conclusion to that, but I think it's very easy to forget that he was still like the best player in the NBA prior to them losing to the Nuggets, or at least one A, one B. He had the title belt. He had Larry O B. Um and he was just ridiculous when he when he played this season. I mean, I know people get on him for the load management and everything, but he he rediscovered some of the defensive intensity and on offense was just an absolute machine um, in all three phases. And I think with with KD out of the mix and and Lucas kind of Lucas still emerging, I think Kawhi is clearly the number two alpha primary wing creator um, in the league. And I think we, we've seen that you need that type of guy to win a ring um, with KD, Kawhi, and LeBron. You're really dominating a lot of these rings recently. So I went with Kawhi Leonard number two. And for me also, I think LeBron and Kawhi were kind of in a tier of their own. I think I separated those guys a little bit from three through seven. All right. Well, I'm going to respectfully disagree. I will say that, you know, moving into next season, I agree with you that Kawhi and LeBron are in a tier alone, but I was grading them simply on what I saw in 2020. And I feel like with the load management and the regression from the season prior, I couldn't in good faith put Kawhi as my is, is, is that a call out? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, this this whole exercise, right, is to to, to debate, yeah. right? So i i I love I love Kawhi, but the way that they fell apart in the playoffs, I just I'm going to be honest. I didn't even include him in my top five. Wow. I mean, look, you're talking about yeah. you're talking about maybe that's an over points, Hey, maybe that's boards, an, seven boards, five assists. Um, 38% from three, 88% from the line, 47% from the field. And I, I just, the thing is, and I think I'll, I'll clarify this because I place so much weight on being a primary wing creator because I just think that being that position and being that alpha dog is so vital to like being the best player in the league. I, I think it's so hard for a big or a point guard to get to that to get to that level of value and and so that does factor into me elevating Kawhi and I see that's a personal thing in terms of disagreement. Yeah, and you know, he's very he's very divisive because of the load management stuff. I, I, he just to me did not you know he's supposed to be the leader on that Clippers team and that Clippers team seemed to have problems in the locker room. All season, when you're a star at that level, you need to step up and be the leader of that team, and that team just fell apart. So uh, I, he has all the talent in the world, and I agree going into next – if this was a list for going into next season, I would have him placed differently, but this is just you know rating them on last season. So because of that, I have on number two, Giannis. He's – you know, yes, he fell apart in the playoffs, but he's still the – MVP two years in a row, had sick numbers all season, and he lost to the team that made it to the finals. You know, that Heat team went on and beat the Celtics too, which they weren't supposed to. So I feel like that Heat team was better than maybe we're giving them credit for, and losing to them is no 
you know, I don't think there's any shame in that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think I, I may have punished Giannis a little bit too hard based on where I have him on my list. But <laughs> I, if you don't have Kawhi Leonard in your top five, I do not have Giannis in my top five either. Um, so, so I, 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 and 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 like I said, I really did substantially focus on the playoffs and maybe a little bit too much, but very disappointed in Giannis in the playoffs and. I just don't his role in how he do, and I understand how talented he is, how ridiculous he is, but how that translates into a role on a championship team, I don't see it as clearly as a guy like Kawhi or a LeBron or even a Luka Doncic who is my is my third was my third best player. Um, if we advance down the list, I feel like though if you, I feel like if you put if you gave Kawhi the same. If you give Giannis the same lineup that Kawhi had, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you could say that Kawhi would have been better. You know, I I I just think that I feel like the Bucks don't have as good of lineup as a lot of the teams of this star list. Yeah, and and the Bucks are always a little bit confusing because they are so good, yet their lineup doesn't really make them seem that. I I, I know what you're saying, but. A lot of the concerns you raise for Kawhi, I mean, there are similar concerns for Giannis too, right? Like, yeah, Kawhi load manages, but he's always, like, got it done in the playoffs and been, like, an alpha that you can rely on. Yeah, Giannis goes hard as fuck in the regular season, but he's embarrassed himself in the playoffs two years in a row. Um, I mean, maybe embarrassed himself is a little bit harsh, but, you know, definitely, I- I'm just a little bit more bearish on, on Giannis and on Giannis's role as a, as a best player on a championship team. I mean, you're looking at a guy right now, they're saying, oh, he should go to Dallas so he can play with Luka Doncic, or he should go to Miami so he can play with Jimmy Butler. I mean, if you're going to be the third best player in the NBA, you know, you're not going to team up with another one of these guys to like finally release yourself into getting a ring because you can't be the one that creates a... What are you, what are you talking about? Anthony Davis, I don't know what you have him on his list, but I have him number three, and I didn't fault him for going to play with LeVon. I, I, I'm not faulting Giannis for, for potentially going there, but I'm saying the holes in his game are shown. And, and and the reason why I have AD lower, too, is because like AD was not was not even having a chance to win a title in New Orleans. I think it's a it's a we, it's a, we, should, we, we should move on because I have Giannis on my list, but it's a... Yeah, yeah so, go ahead. And and so I went so with Luca at number three for that reason because I the the role that he plays, he's just such a dominant alpha creator who is the absolute hub of everything that goes on for your team offensively. What he did in the playoffs, yeah, it was only six games, but you the the greatness was undeniable. The numbers were also undeniable. Um, he, he was basically LeBron this season. I mean, he didn't have the. He wasn't though because he doesn't play defense as well as any of those players. That's true. Yeah, if we're going if we're going simply offensive players, sure. I agree with you, but I feel like AD, if you're going, you know, especially if you're only focusing on the playoffs, he showed how necessary a long two-way player can be. I mean, he was dominant on the defensive end and put up crazy numbers offensively. And to be a big and shoot as well from the free throw line as he did, I just think that's next level. I, I'm, I, there's no way I would have him outside of my top three, especially for someone like Luke. Yeah, I mean, so I, I had 84, so I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm guessing you had 83. 
Okay, I have so, 83, so yeah. you went you went and LeBron, Giannis, AD. I went LeBron, Kawhi, Luka. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go AD for all the reasons you said. I think he's the clearly the best big in the NBA, um, and and he proved that in these playoffs and. You know, yeah, just an absolutely dominant force and ridiculously talented. So, it, deservingly in the, in the top four for me, top three for you. Agreed. And I I, I shouldn't be so uh, angry for you to put Luca at number three because I have him at number four. <laughs> so, uh, I I feel like I've gotten I've gotten into the like ESPN talking head mode where I'm like uh, I feel like I need to scream at you for your list. No, it's fun. But sorry about that. No, I I love. I love Luca. I love watching him. I think he is going to be a dominant player in this league. He already is a dominant player, but I think he could even become better on the defensive end. Uh, you know, his game, he's this good and you can he's this good this young and you can see the areas where he needs to improve and I feel like he'll get there, but he's not there quite yet. Yeah, and it's actually funny cuz after all that disagreement, we we had this three of the same four players in our top 4 in LeBron, AD, and Luka. And I think the differences in, in how you pick Giannis and I pick Kawhi kind of highlights our stylistic and philosophical in, in, philosophical difference in terms of like, I chose to leave out Giannis for certain reasons. You chose to leave out Kawhi for certain reasons. And we were able to look past, you know, the other, so it's very interesting so far. Yeah, agreed. Okay, I'll go ahead and read my fifth then. And this I, this is going to be maybe controversial, but I have Jimmy Butler number five. <laughs> this guy had Miami Heat, he Miami Heat fifteen 13. to one to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, yeah, I did. So Jimmy Butler, third team All NBA this season, uh, totally reinvigorated that Miami Heat team during the regular season. I know they came in as a five seed, but they played well all season. They played cohesively all season. Nobody expected them to do what they did with that level of talent. A lot of young guys. He's clear leader of that team. And then when they, you know, amazing in the playoffs and got to the finals and nobody trades punches with LeBron like that outside of maybe a Kawhi or some, you know, or a Luka. I think Luka could do what Jimmy Butler did in the finals but Jimmy Butler did it. Um, his numbers aren't as good as Luca. That's why I have him one spot lower. But I just have a whole new appreciation for Jimmy Butler after that season. I've always liked him as a player, but to me, he jumped an entire level. Yeah, and I, I don't disagree with anything you said about Jimmy. I didn't have him quite that high. I, I think it was tough for me to move off. I think I had a tough time moving off my prior of him, which was like, I don't think, and, and I know this is not the exercise, but if you're doing like an overall top 10 players, I don't think most people would have had Jimmy Butler in their top 10 going into this, these playoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think Jimmy showed so many intangibles played so well in the finals, but I had a tough time overlooking the, you know, 19 points, six boards, six assists in the regular season. I know, I know I said I waited the playoffs more, but he also had some quiet nights in the playoffs. Statistically, I think he was great. And you saw that team get to the finals. Um, but it also, I think people wanted to assert Jimmy as a star more than because that's like kind of how the media goes, but that was, I thought the Miami Heat were kind of a total team effort. Um, and, in in, in, in the playoffs, not that Jimmy wasn't elite, but you know, that team also elevated so much. Um, 
alongside him. I don't know. But to do what he did, to do what he did with the second and third best players banged up and injured, to even win, take two games from the Lakers, super impressive. Yes. And that that is definitely super impressive. Um, th- those two games, I think, were, were monumental. And I, I did have I did have Jimmy, I had Jimmy eighth. So I don't think that's disrespectful of Jimmy. I, I definitely agree with that with everything that you said. Um, yeah. I have him higher on my list than other people I saw on our Slack uh, because I did just, I was so impressed with his finals appearance. Okay, one final break to hear from our friends at Ace Per Head, and Zach and I will be right back. Have you ever thought about starting your own sportsbook but don't know how? Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sportsbook. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7, some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP. I had James Harden at five. The The statistical numbers kind of speak for themselves. I was super duper high on that Rockets team. Still kind of, I still kind of think that that was like the right idea. I thought they were really good. Um, they obviously got steamrolled by the eventual champion. Um, and, but I, I thought James Harden continued to have another MVP type year offensively. I really value that. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, the, the playoff woes, I guess, continue. But if we're just looking at this one year, um, he was, you know, the best player on a really good team. He was an outstanding, from a numbers perspective, outstanding from a production perspective. So I had hard net five. I mean, yeah, no, yeah, I don't disagree because I have him at six. Um, so I'm not, you know, disagreeing too much. But I do think that there was a point where he kind of dipped – uh, during the regular season, about mid-season or mid-season, what we had, uh, you know, with the with the season being cut short, uh, he kind of took a step back and let Russell Westbrook kind of uh, lead the team a little more, which I was surprised about. I hadn't seen that from him. Maybe he was trying to take a step back and get Russ going. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that, but there was a good chunk where he did not look good this season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I I didn't look too much into that, but. Um Definitely true. And I, you know, I put him ahead of Kawhi, and I was really debating six and seven, Kawhi and Harden. Harden's numbers in the regular season were better. Um, And then when I was thinking about the most memorable moments of the NBA playoffs, the Rockets stepping up and really punching the Lakers in the mouth that first game just really stood out in my head as like such a memorable Rockets moment and so I just couldn't even remember a memorable Clippers moment except when they were getting beat by the Nuggets so that's a, that ended up being why I put Harden over Kawhi although I think that Kawhi is heads and tails a better player a better two-way player than Harden I just think that Harden had a better season yeah yeah so I'm, I'm in agreement there I had I had Harden at five and then for six I had Nikola Jokic um, speaking of the Nuggets, um, look, I, I I thought he. I'm surprised you didn't have him number <laughs> yeah, one. Me t- I, I, I was I was thinking of doing some sort of joke like that, but <laughs> I think six is plenty high. I mean, I, I don't I think that is that's verging on overrating right. him. But look, he at, he came into the season a little bit overweight, and so 
obviously got to punish him for that. But once he got into the rhythm this season, he from like December or January on and, and leading into the playoffs, this guy was absolutely filthy, you know, far and away the second best big in the NBA after, after AD, I don't see anyone else close to Jokic. Um, but I think he's the number one true yeah, center. Yeah, exactly. If you want to call him that, you know, I, I do think AD is better. Yeah. Clear, yeah. clearly better than Joel Embiid, in my opinion, his style clearly translates to the playoffs. He's an absolute issue for the playoffs. And, and you want to talk about like the storyline this off season is like, how are you going to get your, how you, everybody now needs to get a big that can compete with AD and Jokic in the West. Like, this guy imposed himself stylistically on the entire conference because nobody could deal with him. Um, just so good in the post. He is, you know, bucking all the trends of the way the game is being played these days. And the fact that he was able to survive defensively in the playoffs, you know, this is a guy who got COVID, didn't even miss a beat, um, and obviously led the Nuggets to heights that nobody even themselves could have expected with that upset of the Clippers. Um, you know, plus 850 to win that series, um, maybe even higher. But, yeah, I, I just thought phenomenal season for Jokic, and he took his team to unexpected playoff heights. Yeah, I have him number eight, but totally – I wanted to get him higher. I just couldn't do it with the guys ahead of him. Uh, but just a super exciting season for the felt like we were watching like a mega superstar come onto the the stage you know the national stage for everyone to shoot as a big to shoot 43 percent in the playoffs from three i mean that's just amazing yeah it's ridiculous i mean the, the, just the numbers are ridiculous the and and you also brought up which i'm glad you did like just the the playoff moments that he had were just like you know game winning shot over gobert in game 7 the first series um that clippers series is an absolute issue all the all the amazing passes so a lot of great memories from the 2019-20 season for the for jokic and what i like best about jokic is i feel like he has that same thing lebron has where he really makes all of his teammates so much better the, with his passing and with the amount that defensive have to pay attention to him everybody on the nuggets team is better because of him which you can't say that about every superstar yeah on that's and that, that's a great point too i mean the fact that jamal i saw jamal murray was making some people's list in the slack like that is so that is like a you have to attribute some of that you know gain to how good Jokic was i mean those guys and and, and it's a mutually reinforcing that, but, yeah. that, but that, that, that's a great point by you so, so okay, so I, just to recap real fast, I had Harden 6, Kawhi 7, Jokic H. We've talked about all those players. Who did you have for 7? I had Giannis at 7. Um, I, I couldn't in good okay. conscience put him any lower than that. I think you had, did you have Kawhi at 7? I have Kawhi <laughs> so at we, 7. We, which feels too, I know, it feels too low as I say it. But again, this is just rating his 2020 season, and I feel like for him it was a disappointment. And I, and I feel like... I, I am thinking Giannis at seven is a little bit too low, maybe, but it was a disappointment. So I'm happy to have him there at seven. Um, and I thought, and also for me, I thought that top, and I, I actually, I guess, who did I have in there that you didn't? Or. Wait, so you I had have LeBron, Kawhi, the, Luka, the top five? AD, Harden, Jokic, and Giannis as my top seven. Who did you replace for? And oh, I you have... had Jokic eight. 
yeah. So I have LeBron, Giannis, AD, Luca, Butler, Harden, Kawhi, okay. Jokic. And so who do you have at eight? You have, I think you said you have Butler at eight. Yeah, I have Butler at eight. I definitely do. I do think that for me, those top seven were a tier. Like I, I thought, yeah. After Giannis, I saw a little bit of a cutoff from the guys above him to these guys below him. But I had Jimmy at eight, um, for all the reasons that you said. See, I would include Jimmy exactly. in that tier, but I totally agree with you. But yeah, but it, but it was easy for me. It was a lot easier for me to write out the top eight than it was the last two. Although I was, it was, it was really easy for me to write out the top nine overall. But I agree that that top eight this season, where it's in a tier, you know, above everybody else. Um, but you know, go ahead, go ahead and read who you have for number nine because I'm interested. Yeah, I thought th- I thought it was really tough to pick nine and ten. Um, so yeah, so I had Jimmy at eight, um, and then I, I I had Dame at nine. But same. but like I said, yeah, I I was I was definitely the the guys above that I was like clear on, and from below I thought it was tough. Dame obviously had a lot of great moments and put up huge numbers, but his team was never really a true contender, which I think made it kind of hard. Obviously you could say the same thing about a couple other guy about maybe Luca, but like they wouldn't even have made the playoffs if not for new, the Yeah, if not hiatus. if not for the hiatus. Exactly. And that, and that, that that's a great point. I mean, he's the least relevant out of these people and was not relevant to the championship conversation whatsoever. Absolutely. Uh no we're not knocking Dame at all. Like it's just an amazing player, really stepped up in the bubble willed his team into the playoffs which you know huge respect for that um but just the regular season while he put up big numbers his team really struggled and you know they shouldn't have even have made the playoffs if not for what happened so uh dame definitely a top 10 player definitely a top 10 player going forward but just don't see any way he's higher than nine right now um so the first nine pretty easy for me and I really debated about number 10 uh you know I'll just read you some guys that I had in consideration for top 10 Chris Paul Jason Tatum Bam Bradley Beal Kyle Lowry Donovan Mitchell Pascal Siakam you know I thought about Jamal Murray which again is just amazing to say but I you know he he was definitely a step below all those guys but I ended up going with Chris Paul at number 10. Uh, This is just because think back to where he was preseason. Everybody was thinking he was washed. Nobody was going to want to pay his salary. He was going to complain his way out of OKC. Nobody wanted to take on that contract. And he goes on and makes OKC not only relevant, but a, a, you know, where people were talking about going into the playoffs, like, can this Thunder team really upset some other teams? Uh, he made it his first All-NBA team since 2016. He was second team. Uh, his numbers were sick. His team, he, he raised, like I was saying with Jokic and LeBron, he made everybody else on that team better. And not just a little bit better, way better. I I don't think any of us saw, you know, shy. Gilgus Alexander, the way we see him now. Same thing with Schroeder. Uh, same thing with uh, Danilo Gallinari. So just really thought that, you know, I wouldn't have 
included him in you know last season or the season before in my top 10, but love to see him have this one last great season for him if this is his last one. Definitely probably the last time I think I'll see him in my top 10. Won't put him in my top 10 going into next season, but uh, wanted to shout him out. Yeah, I, I think definitely worthy of a shout out. And like that in that playoff series against Houston, I mean, he's just such a problem. You're so afraid. If you're if you, like, I bet on Houston every game in that series. Like I was so afraid of Chris Paul. He, he's so lethal, so clutch, um, such a savvy player. So I, I yeah, and I was very similar. Yeah, to take that Rockets team to seven was way more than anybody yeah, expected. Yeah. And and like you, I I thought all of these guys had like holes in their candidacy, and you can kind of pick and choose based on us. So I, I was really between Bradley Beal and, and Chris Paul and Jason Tatum for this last spot. Um, I ended up going with Bradley Beal just because I I kind of want. And, really? And, I thought you said you weighted the playoffs I, heavier, and he didn't even make it the playoffs. I know, and I, and, but I, I wasn't that impressed. I mean, Chris Paul had a great great single playoff series, and Jason Tatum had a good playoffs, not a great playoffs. Um, but I just, I just wanted to shout out Bradley Beal. I, thought, I think he's criminally underrated. The numbers were ridiculous this year, um, and he was a, like, he led that team to having a good offense despite a horrific roster. So... Definitely acknowledge all the flaws in it. I thought all these guys had flaws. Joel Embiid, I considered. Um, Devin Booker, I looked at. Um, but I ended up going with Bradley Beal just based on... And I thought for this 10th spot, I was like, he's the best player out of this group. Um, even though his resume obviously has holes with not making it to the playoffs. I'd love to see him on a different team or with a different coach yeah, or exactly. something. It's so hard I mean, to know. You're right. Like His numbers... To, for me to even include him in my top ten when he didn't make the play when he seemed to make the playoffs, I thought just to even think of it says a lot. I love watching him as a player. I think he is great, and I think he'll have an amazing career going forward. I just uh, I definitely didn't even have him. I I had uh, I had Jason Tatum. If I had to pick an eleven, I would have picked Jason Tatum. Third team All NBA. Just. You're right, hot and cold in the playoffs, but again, we said all these guys have some warts, but overall, his numbers were excellent, and his last three years, he's gotten better almost in every statistical category in the regular season and the postseason, so just definitely, I feel like he's going to be a superstar going forward. He might be in every top 10 list. I I wouldn't be surprised if he was in my top 10 for next season. Yeah, and I think he's like, obviously, he's already really good, but he's in that category of guy who could be a huge breakout for next year and like a true true superstar but i think i think definitely a big takeaway for me is like we we had we we flip, we flip off the order but we had, we had the same top eight guys i think pretty clearly in a t in 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 it in in not top nine go, go ahead top yeah nine. Same, same top nine same we top same. nine i had i had jimmy and dame slightly below you had jimmy above and dame below um but overall pretty similar which which is which is uh surprising but also i think i mean we, we've been talking hoops every day for the last for the last three months you know you start to uh have a little bit of a meeting of the minds with the way you see the game <laughs> yeah yeah no agreed and i will say that you know again this is you know this is an nba gambling podcast and this isn't an nba gambling topic but i do encourage all of our listeners to go ahead and do this exercise on your own because it really does become difficult to include all the players you want to and 
you really find out your biases. Like clearly you have a Giannis bias. Clearly I have a Kawhi bias <laughs> yeah. right now. And that is something you should be aware of when you're gambling too. You should like know your that, bias. That's actually such a good point. And, I, and that's, that is, I'm glad you said that because I do this so often. Like I, I mean, I, I, I think the nuggets were the right, they were a good side to be on this off season, but like I'm clearly biased towards Denver. Um, and it worked out. We have, we had mile high basketball going in the slack, but I definitely like to fade the Bucks um, because I because I had this Giannis bias. Um, you know, I think I think the Mavericks are a team that we can get a little bit high on. I remember in, it was the first game of the bubble. I think they were favored over the Jazz, or no, sorry, that was the Pelicans. But even that's a good example. I mean, everyone loves Zion. Everyone loved that Pelicans team, and they were favored over a playoff Jazz team. Um, so yeah, little stuff like that, and if you teach yourself and you're aware of what you're doing, then you can make smarter bets. Absolutely. Um, I wrote down some guys that I think will uh, potentially push out some of these players next season in the top 10. Clearly, uh, Paul George, Steph Curry, KD, Kyrie Irving, you know, I have Bradley Beal on there, although I already mentioned him, Bam Adebayo. Uh, any thoughts on players who are coming back healthy, who you think will be in the top 10 next season? Uh, yeah, I think all the guys you mentioned for sure, obviously if the Warriors are really good again and, and clay is like and clay as clay, there will be that, that trendy like side of Twitter. That's like, Oh yeah. Clay is the best shooting guard mm-hmm. in the NBA, which uh, NBA Twitter loves, NBA clay, Twitter Thompson. loves clay Thompson, but he, and, and if he, if he comes back and, is the guy he was best shooter in the NBA with great defense. I mean, that's a skill set that's very appealing. Um, how about young guys that you think could really make a quick leap into the top 10? I, I Pascal Siakam, I think. If, if he has the same amount of improvement he had from two seasons ago to last season, I don't think it's crazy to think he could jump all the way up into some people's top five. I don't think it's crazy to bet him as a long shot for MVP. Yeah, I don't think it's crazy because especially because he won't have that those playoff demons haunting him in the regular season, and he'll be out to prove something after like being bad in the playoffs this year. Um, Devin Booker is another guy. If he keeps the going, if he keeps it going Booker, from yeah. the bubble, and the Suns are increasingly relevant as but they show, he's he's dating he's dating Kendall Jenner now. I'm afraid he's got the. You know, his eye is off the prize. Remember when James Harden dated a Kardashian? He came back fat and bad for the first half of the season. Yeah, when that, 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 would, that would be funny if the Kardashian Kurtz gets to your Phoenix Suns. Also, Ben Simmons. I mean, whether it's in Philly or whether he gets moved, maybe. I mean, he has a ton of upside. Mm-hmm. And, like, if he's really maximizing a winning situation, I, I love Ben Simmons' skill set. I think the jokes about him not shooting threes kind of cloud how great he is when he's like averaging 17, nine and nine and he's an elite defender and he's an elite passer. So he's definitely a guy who could have a breakout year next year. I think if he's in, you know, the perfect situation for him. Totally agree. Uh, we'll talk more uh, on next podcast about some young players that we think will take major leaps and be breakout stars. Um, 
and yeah, please go ahead and uh, go to our NBA Slack channel. Go to uh, sg.pn slash Slack to join. Put your top 10 lists in the Slack and we can argue about them all you want. Please also go to our Slack channel and let us know any topics you want us to discuss in the offseason. Again, we're not going to have as, it looks like we might not have as much time to wax poetic on any topic because the season's going to be coming back sooner than we thought. But we'll definitely try to get into as many topics as we can. Follow me on Twitter at the Ryan McKee. Follow Zach at NBA Zach B. Anything else you want to say before we get out of here, Zach? No, that, that was awesome. And looking forward to next time. Very cool. All right. Talk to you guys soon. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Your home is more connected than ever. So when one kid is schooling the competition, got it. the other is getting schooled. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And you're streaming a webinar for work and the latest episode of your favorite show at the same time. Shh. Your Wi-Fi needs to be able to handle it. That's why Xfinity never stops working to bring you faster, more reliable Wi-Fi. So you can do it all, all at the same time. Xfinity, the future of awesome. Learn more at Xfinity.com.